ready. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. To the Outstanding Ohioan Show. Thank you for the Outstanding Ohio Show. Hosted by my daddy. Hosted by my daddy. Thank you, Ryan and Sawyer, for that great introduction. Indeed, this is the Outstanding Ohioan Show. I believe Ohio and the people of Ohio have an incredible, wide-ranging, and proud impact that needs to be shared with the world. And it's always been that way throughout the history of the United States. The job of the Outstanding Ohioans podcast is to share these remarkable success stories with an intelligent and curious audience. The Outstanding Ohioans podcast connects to highly accomplished people in all walks of life and shares their secrets to success. And today we've got another great success story to share with you. Thank you for listening. And please leave your comments on iTunes, Stitcher, or the blog post. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Hello, thank you for tuning in to the Outstanding Ohioan Show. My name is Ron Silico, and this is episode 53. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Caitlin Sullivan, who is the author of the soon-to-be-released book, Once Upon a Stormy Night. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. I know our audience is going to want to hear about your book and and your process about that, but uh, before we dive into that, can you give the audience a little background on on yourself, where you grew up, and such. Um, yeah, I was raised on a farm, been on a farm um, most of my life, and um, we raised animals, and I mean, we've just been, yeah, raised together close to the family, and um, my parents, you know, taught me about God, and a lot of what's, you know, in the book, and um, the morals that we have, and so I just appreciate everything that they've done, and raised me up in, and so. And a large family. Yes. How many? <laughs> I have six siblings. Six siblings. Uh huh. And, uh-huh. and uh, there two boys and two boys and five yeah. girls. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You have a unique educational background, mm-hmm. and if you could, for the audience, share a little bit about that. And as as you've gone gotten into young adulthood, talk about the differences that you've seen with between yourself and your friends. Both the good and, and and if there are negatives, what they were. Mm-hmm. Well, because my mom homeschooled me and um, the rest of my siblings, and um, I don't know, I really enjoyed that simply because I mean, I was able to be with my family, and my mom was able to you know teach me in a more direct way and teach me about the things of God, and um, you know, it was just good to be able to learn and to just be taught in a, you know, way that was just, you know, without the drama and <laughs> everything else that, you know, normally goes on with that. And, uh, yeah, and I've been, I started writing and enjoying that, you know, mm-hmm. when I was homeschooled, it was like favorite subject to do was just, you know, write the stories and essays and stuff. So, okay. so what, what have you found was unique about that experiences versus some of your friends who maybe went the public school route or the private school route as, as you see each other today? Well, I mean, I just see more, I don't know, just the connection with our family and, um, being able to understand, you know, more of what God calls us to do simply because, I mean, our parents taught us that. And I mean, typically in the public school environment, they don't teach them, you know, how to rightly, walk and treat other people and so i mean that's just what i've enjoyed the most i'm so fascinated about this topic and 
tell me what your experience was. The term is self-directed learning, and it's a big part of the of, 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 of anyone's learning experience, mm-hmm. but it's particularly in homeschool, it, there's a lot of the focus on that. Mm-hmm. Speak to it. I think you've already touched on a little bit with your love for reading and writing. How how did that suit the way that you matured and developed intellectually? Um, well, I mean, with the homeschooling, it's a lot of hands-on, and it's a lot of, you know, here's your work, and I mean, mom's always there, you know, to help you with everything, you know, if you need something, but it's more like, okay, here it is, you know, you can, you know, read it, learn it for yourself, and then, you know, someone's there to back you up, and I mean, it just helped, you know, because mom was always, you know, when we did homeschool book clubs and, you know, writing and stuff with friends and, you know, homeschool groups, and so that was always something that just, you know. Mm-hmm. Helps it, yeah. That's neat. So, you're on this self-directed learning path. What what led you to writing? And and we're going to talk about your the upcoming project here specifically in a moment. Um. Well, I mean, I don't know if it was one thing specifically. It's just I always enjoyed it ever since I was little. I mean, I started writing, you know, little stories, and I remember, you know showing them to people and just, you know, doing it for the fun of it. And, um, you know, that's pretty much just, yeah, just being able to do it and just enjoying it. It wasn't one specific thing that really, you know, made it something that I enjoy. That's neat. So you, you've got the new book coming out soon, uh, Once Upon a Stormy Night. First of all, talk about the release date, and then I want to ask you your process of how you developed it. Okay. Um, the release date um, is after I have several book signings going on in June and then in August. And um, it should be in between that time. I don't know the direct actual date that it was released nationwide mm-hmm. um, to be available. Because um, right now it's only available on the publisher's website mm-hmm. as an ebook. So. Okay. So take, take the audience through your process because... Most people that are avid readers and that write on the side mm-hmm. have the dream of writing their own book and are probably going to be fascinated by to hear your process. So when did you make the, de- the decision, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to try and get it published? Um, well, I was working on a story and um, and uh, I finished it. And I wasn't, I've never done it before. So I'm like, well, you know, I always thought it'd be neat to do it. So I'm looking up ideas and, you know, places that you know, I could submit it to, to see if they'd accept it, and, um, I saw Tate Publishing, and so I submitted it there, um, and, uh, you know, I didn't expect anything, I mean, you know, you know, whatever, <laughs> and, um, so, after a while, they got back with me, and they're like, well, you know, we really like it, we'd like to publish it, and, um, so, yeah, and then it was just a process of, you know, once they finally got, you know, the retainer and got what they needed, um, you know, it, it was just really exciting and different just with the editing and everything. And, you know, it's just a lot longer process than I ever thought it would be with the publishing and everything. So, and I want to ask a question about that because I've read a lot of people talk about, they submit a manuscript mm-hmm. and it gets, it, sometimes the product's not what they had intended. What did you how did you feel about the editing process and the timelines you were put on and those kind of things? Um, well, at first it was a little bit overwhelming because <laughs> I was not used to it. 
Um, but as far as the editing went, I mean, it was a lot of grammatical, you know, errors and stuff that I had done. And then, I mean, it wasn't too bad other than, you know, you just, it was sometimes Russian to be like, okay, I need to get this done and get everything, you know, sent in and sent back to them, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I read your book yesterday, and your grandmother told me it was for 12-year-old audience. I said, well, that's perfect. That that means I can handle it. <laughs> so, but that being said, so much of what, when books are published, they're labeled in certain mm-hmm. categories. How would you label your book? Because I could, I could think of as I'm reading it, well, I could call it this, I could call mm-hmm. it this. What, what category does it fit in for you? Well, I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way too, just because, I mean, it is kind of directed toward, you know, younger audience simply because that's the main characters is a, you know, younger audience telling the story. But I mean, it, has, you know, the interaction with the other characters and the, you know, themes and everything going on with, you know, that could, you know, I think older people enjoy it (laughs) other than, you know, younger children. So, I mean, it's hard to put a label on what age group I would say that it would Well, we even, yeah, besides age group, Uh how would you categorize a book? Is it a Christian book? how would you categorize it? Um, what, what, what I would that? categorize it as, you know, just a Christian, young Christian, um, yeah, fiction book and fiction. So, yeah. Okay. So, I'm really curious about how you got the storyline in your head because you're a young person and it seemed like this, the setting is very much late 19th century, mm-hmm. early early mm-hmm. 20th century, pre-automobile, mm-hmm. uh, out in, in a rural setting. Yes. How, how did you envision that? What, 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 what readings, perhaps, or some, what inspired you to, to develop that setting? Um, some of it, I mean, part of it was, uh, I've always enjoyed, you know, when I was reading, you know, I like the old, old times. I mean, the, I've always, you know, been fascinated by that. And uh, everything that was, you know, back then. And um, one of the authors that really I enjoy, and I, you know, I enjoy his writing style a lot, is um, Stephen Bly. He's an older author, and uh, um, I just, I really enjoy his writing, and it's just something that, you know, I like to, you know, kind of see how he does it to know, you know, how I want to tell my story. And, uh, so that was pretty much what it was with that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, you got a, a little bit of an idea. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give the book away. <laughs> you you got to get the book. But how did you develop the, the plot and the characters? Was was any of it based off your own family? A little bit. I mean, a little bit here and there. I mean, I've always, you know, I like the ideas of when... Tons of people get together, and, you know, you just see how everybody interacts, because it's just, you know, and we actually, at our house, there's two bedrooms, and so all of us girls are in one bedroom. So there's five sisters in there with all their stuff. (laughs) And so it just always makes things more entertaining and, you know, just more fun sometimes when, you know, you just put everybody in one place and then see how everybody does. So that was, you know kind of 
the idea once, you know, in the story when they're all, you know, stuck inside the one house together. Well, it's, you know, stormy outside and, you know, it's just, it's fun to see how everybody is, you know, in that mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, that, that was something that struck me is when people get into those, mm-hmm. it, it was very much a forced situation mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the weather, hence the title, mm-hmm. because of the weather and seemingly not related incidents mm-hmm. incidents at all, bringing these people mm-hmm. together in the same time and place. What, what, what message were you trying to share about? Cause I, I'm trying to think of the way to phrase the question. It seemed like there was some prejudgment that some of the characters had about each other. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they get into this four situation mm-hmm. and learn more about each other. Mm-hmm. Is that what you were trying to, Yes, yeah. I mean, and that too, I mean, just with, you know, I just enjoy it because, I mean, you do have the some that, you know, do have the pre-assumptions and, you know, about each other or the dislike for, you know, one another and then others, you know, who come from, you know, either they don't know each other or, you know, they're friends and it's just, you know, learning to be able to, you know, communicate and get along and understand and, you know, just you know, be able to love your neighbor and love each other, you know, like I called us to, you know, despite, you know, the situation that you're in that isn't always the one you want to be. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't want to spoil the book and Caitlin just say, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> but, but at the end, one of the main characters, there's a miracle that happens. Mm-hmm. Why did that miracle happen? What, what, what from the, from the rest of the book, what do you believe caused that miracle to happen at the end? Well, I mean, I believe, you know, that God is able to heal and that um, he's able to answer prayer. And um, and so, you know, when she is healed, I mean, I just, I believe that, you know, and then we're all getting together praying that, you know, God's able to answer. I mean, sometimes he doesn't, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I do believe he's able to, you know, make those miracles happen in our lives. and. Something that struck me as I got to the end of the book was I was surprised. I was surprised that it was over. Not that it wasn't because it was on the last page, but it it seems like it's set up for a a book series. Is that what you're thinking with it? I actually am a little bit, um, just simply because I I like the characters, and I'm actually working on something right now. And uh, I want to bring, you know, those characters, you know, interacting with more people, you know, into, you know, maybe having, you know, different characters be in the main lead roles and then just have them brought in and, you know, see where their lives have gone as a continuation of it. So, yes, I would like to continue okay. writing. Good. Good. I always think about when I'm, when I'm interviewing people and I love to, to, to ask the question and, and think about it. You had to have a purpose with writing this book, what, what's the, if, if there was one message or a couple messages that you hope the readers get from the book, what, what do you want those to be? Um, well, the one, but one part of the things that I'd like to go, is just that, you know, just to enjoy, you know, the innocence and the simplicity and, you know, just knowing that, you know, being able to spend time together as a family, being close as a family, you know, getting to know one another. I mean, it's special, 
you know, and it's been a blessing with me because it's like, you know, I've been able to, you know, know my siblings and they know me and it's just, you know, a blessing that, you know, God has given and just to know that, you know, he's in control and, you know, he's able and just to enjoy it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So you, you mentioned you're working on some other books. What, what are you, are you focused on books with these characters or do you write all the time about anything and anything <laughs> that pops in your mind? What, what's your process in, in, in your writing? Well, when I was younger, I'd write about anything and everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now I'm just kind of focused on, I, I want to continue the story because I've actually had um, another person say it. Well, it feels like it shouldn't have ended. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, and so I'm, I'm, I'd like to just keep working on that one and, um, putting my focus on getting that finished and with those characters. Okay. So. You, you said something in the interview that resonated with me because I, I love history and it, it, it had a very nostalgic, um, been for me just in terms of pre, pre automobile era, mm -hmm. tight knit community, I just have a sense that anyone in the audience that goes out and gets a book is going to feel, feel some of that. And I think you just, you did such a great job capturing that. That, that was really neat. So, so you've got, you've got this book coming out sometime <laughs> <laughs> for, I'll, I'll wrap up a, with a, with a final question here in a moment, but if the audience wanted to learn more about, the book about you, how to order the book. What are some links I can refer people to? Okay. Um, to get the book right now, um, it's available at tapepublishing.com. Okay. And you're just able to search it on there. And, um, if you, you're interested in contacting me, I mean, my email is, uh, it's lowercase. It's KM Sullivan. I'm sorry. What is it? KM okay. Sullivan. Okay. At ArcSip, A-R-C. CIP.com. Okay. Okay. Is, is your hope that your, your career is being a writer? It would be nice. I mean, you know, it'd be, it'd be fun if that was the case. I mean, I would mm -hmm. enjoy that. Um, but you know, that's, you know, if the Lord <laughs> sees that, you know, work out good and that would the road would lead me on that would be fun that's great and I'm just curious because I intend to do it and some days I'm better at others do you do you write every day what's your what's your process to stay in the in the flow of it um I do write sometimes a lot of times I will just take tons of notes because I mean sometimes I don't have a chance to mm -hmm. you know sit down and write so a lot of times I will just write everything out that I want and then fine-tune everything as I'm putting it on the computer. Okay. So that's usually how I go about doing it. Okay. Now, I'm amazed at how much, how many good ideas you can capture. But the key is you have to capture. Mm -hmm. You have to write it down. And yes. you get, you've got to put it in a centralized mm -hmm. spot. So that's, that's great that you do that. So with your writing, what's the legacy you're hoping to leave behind? Um, well, I mean... I just, I like the legacy that has already been left behind of, you know, the family. And, you know, back in, you know, 1900s, you know, when things were 
simpler and different when people went out and worked together as families and you know and I, I enjoy that and that's kind of mm -hmm. what I want to you know say and um, and also yeah the, the God is you know the one who's in control and he's the one that you know is able to lead our lives great last question if something we hear about a lot is an avatar if, if you had an in your mind, who who would be your ideal reader? Who would who do you think this book would reach and and really resonate with? Is there a particular kind of person that that would really enjoy it? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've had people that really enjoy it from you know a bunch of different age groups. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, from parents to you know younger children. I mean, I've had you know those couple little boys. That, one little boy that we know, he, he just gets such a kick out of it. And, you know, it's just because it, you know, he can laugh at the parts that are funny and enjoy the, you know, innocence of it. And mm -hmm. so, yeah. Okay. And for those of us in the audience who are a little more local, can you talk about the, the book signings you have coming up, when and where they are? Mm -hmm. Um, I have a book signing on June 4th um, at Trinity Bookstore in Richmond. Um, it's 12 to 2. And um, then there's a second one at Taffy's in Eaton, Ohio. And it's um, 1 to 3 on June 18th. Okay. And there's also one in Greenville on August 6th. Okay. And I believe it's 1 to 3 as well. Okay. If you could send me the links for those, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll put those in the okay. shout outs. Well, Caitlin, thank you for being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. And thank you for tuning in to the Outstanding Ohioan Show. This was episode 53 with author Caitlin Sullivan discussing her soon-to-be-released book, Once Upon a Stormy Night. Thank you for tuning in. Please take the time to leave a review of the show on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you, and have a great day. <laughs>